Praise God, it's 2021. Happy New Year. Woohoo! 2020 is over. We made it. Are you glad? You know, so many people that I've talked to are so glad to put 2020 behind them. All the strain, all the negativity, all the restrictions. You know, Easter was different in 2020. Summer was different in 2020. Christmas was different in 2020. But it's behind us now. Amen. It's 2021. Praise God. 2021. Can you believe it? A new year. You know, it's always a lovely feeling coming into a new year because it's, it's exciting because you're thinking it's a fresh start, you know, a new beginning. I can do anything this year. You always get this feeling like, you know, that we can just do anything. Anything is possible. The world is our oyster. But the truth of it is, in the present climate that we're in, 2021, we just don't know what way it's going to go. We just don't know what's going to happen in the world in 2021. We already have lockdowns and restrictions even starting out into this year. And you know what? We don't know if 2021 will be any different than 2020. Will we shake off this COVID-19 in 2021? We just don't know. We don't know what 2021 looks like. But the good news is that God does. Amen? God does. You see, God has already been in 2021. He knows exactly how each month of 2021 is going to go. You know, we as a church, we declared at the beginning of 2020 that a live church would advance this year. 2020 would be a live church's year of advancement. And you know, that seems funny. And when Rebecca reminded us of that, and when we look back on the video, we thought, wow, what were we thinking? But praise God, it really was a live church's year of advancement. Because Alive Church advanced in so many different areas in 2020. It was a tough year, yes, but the church advanced. And if you were watching the the, um, service last week, you'll know all the areas that Alive Church advanced in in 2020. It was great. Amen. It was really great. It was tough, yes, but we advanced. You know, Romans 8.28 tells us that God can bring all things around for good. And he did that in Alive Church. You know, against the odds, against how things looked in the natural, God brought good around for a live church in 2020. You see, just like God has been in 2021 before us, he was also in 2020 before us. Nothing in 2020 took God by surprise. He had it covered, amen? He had it covered. So that's why if you were watching last Sunday, you will know that our declaration for a live church for 2021 is in his hands in his hands. In this new year, 2021, we are placing a live church firmly and definitely in his hands. We're saying, it's like, yeah, we're saying, Lord, just take it. Take a live church. Whatever 2021 brings to the world, whatever 2021 means for Ireland, a live church will be safe and secure in your hands. We're trusting that it's safe. We're trusting that it's secure. Yes, absolutely, we're making plans. Absolutely, there's things we want to do this year. Absolutely, there's things we want to move on this year. But ultimately, we're saying that a live church is in God's hands for 2021. Amen. And that's why I got to thinking about that. And I was thinking about a live church is in his hands. Praise God. And, you know, I was thinking about us all as we step into this new year. We're already three days in of 2021. And and I wanted just to think about it for a minute because we all, as we step into the new year, we make plans. 
We have places we want to go to this year. We have things we want to do. We don't know if we'll get to do them, but we plan to do them. And you know, we make New Year's resolutions. We're giving up this, we're giving up that. We're starting this, we're starting that. We've all made promises to ourselves. But I just want to encourage you this morning, as we are in 2021, beginning it now, would you consider putting your life into his hands? Just like we've put the church into his hands for this year, will you put your life into his hands? Do you want that for yourself this year? Do you want to put your life into his hands? Your children, your marriage, your relationships, your health, your finances, your thoughts. Do you want your thoughts to be in his hands for 2021? Psalm 138 verse 8 tells us that God will perfect all that concerns us. So are you willing to give all your concerns into his hands in 2021? How would that look for you? Well, Psalm 23, we know it. We know it so well. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Will you allow God to lead you this year? Because you see, if you place your, your life and your family and, and all that concerns you into his hands for 2021, the first thing you got to do is allow him to lead you. And the thing about a leader, if you have a leader, having a leader means you follow. Amen? You follow. You don't fight him. You don't come against him. You follow him. Because you see, if he's your leader, you're following him, trusting that he's in control. He's got this. He knows what he's doing. He knows what's best for you. We were watching over Christmas, we watched so many movies, but one of them that we watched was a war movie. And as I sat watching that, I just thought about it. In war times, soldiers totally trust their leaders. They totally trust their commanding officer. As I watched the movie, the commanding officer, he told them to march, they marched. He told them to halt, they halted. He told them to be at ease, they were at ease. He told them to go over the top, they went over the top. He told them to fire, they fired. They trusted him. They followed him. Why? Because they trusted in the decisions that he made. They trusted that he had more experience than them. They trusted that he was wiser than them. They trusted that he knew more than they did. They trusted that he had more information than they did. And we need to be like that with God. Amen. We need to be like that with God. When we place, God in, when we place our lives into God's hands, we need to trust God that he knows what's best for us. You see, God is aware of the road ahead. He has more knowledge of 2021 than we do. We have a new pup at home. You know, and when you bring him out on the road for a walk, we put him on his lead for safety. But he doesn't always like being on his lead. He'll bite at it, he'll twist his head trying to get it off, you know, and he'll rush try and get ahead of us. He doesn't realize that he's on that lead for his safety. You know, if we were to let him just run loose, he'd end up on the middle of the road, he could get run down by a car, he could end up in the ditch and he'd get caught in the briars, he could run away from us and he'd be lost. We have him on that lead for his safety because we know better. Psalm 23 promises that God will lead us beside still waters. He will lead us in the paths of righteousness. You see, if we follow God, he will bring us in the right direction. And the best thing is he'll stay with us. On that journey, he'll stay with us. So if we allow him to lead us, if we allow ourselves to put our lives in his hands for 2021, 
we can relax. We can rest. We can rest knowing whatever 2021 brings, it's okay because we're in his hands. We're safe and we're secure in his hands. And you know, the lovely thing about it is that as we put our lives into his hands, our focus can be different. You know, when we come up against problems and situations, we can, we can focus differently now than we would normally do. Because you see, now we're resting in his hands. How many times as we, as, you know, we as Christians or we as believers, we come up against a problem and we have the total wrong focus? You know, we're children of God, we're believers in Christ, we come up against a circumstance or an issue that's negative and our focus is everywhere other than where it should be. How many times have we got bogged down with an issue? We can't see straight, we can't think straight. All we can see is the magnitude of the problem. All we see is the facts. All we see is the current situation around us. 2021 doesn't have to be like that, amen? Once we place our lives in his hands and trust him to lead us, our focus can be different. You see, when we're in his hands, we elevate our focus. We keep our eye on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You see, us as Christians, we have to believe, we have to remember that like, there are two things really that we need to remember. Firstly, you know, we realize that we will go through stuff. We will face storms, unfortunately. It's the world we live in. Things will come against us, but we have to trust that we're in his hands. You know, John 16, 33 says, tells us that, you know, in this world we will have difficulties, but it's okay because, you see, God already has the victory. And I want to read that to you from the message version. I found it in the message version, and it's excellent. John 16, 33. I've told you all this so that trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured, deeply at peace. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties, but take heart, I've conquered the world. You see, the second thing we need to remember is, yes, storms will come. Yes, we will face trials. But when our trust is in Jesus, when we are in his hands, we will be unshakable and assured and deeply at peace. Don't you just love that? Isn't that a beautiful picture? To be able to stand in the midst of all the storms of life and be completely assured and unshaken and deeply at peace. You know, it's just like being in the natural, in the, in the eye of a storm, the natural. The eye of the storm is the calm region. The storm is, is going crazy around the eye, but right in the eye in the center, there's peace, there's calm. And trusting God for us is like us being in the midst of our calm region. You know, when things are escalating all around us, it's chaos on all sides. We need to keep our eyes on him. And then we're in perfect peace in the middle of it all. Amen. But how do we do that? How do we keep in perfect peace? As we go through the storms of life, how do we stay in our calm region? How as we step into 2021, do we stay calm? How do we stay calm? How do we remain unshaken, assured, and deeply at peace? You see, when we place our, our lives in his hands, we can do that. We can rest in that assurance because we allow him to lead. We elevate our focus. We keep our eyes on Jesus. And you know, when you elevate your focus, that means that your vision is clear. Your vision is clear now. And when your vision is clear, you can see God's hand and the grace of God in every situation that you're in. When your vision is clear, you can see God coming to your aid. The doctor's report is not good. 
lift your focus. You weren't expecting that extra bill. Keep your eyes on him. Your marriage is not as it should be. He's leading you. The kids are out of line. They're in his hands. How do we elevate our focus? Well, we spend time in prayer. The Bible says pray without ceasing. We spend time with him. We need to be in church. Whenever the doors are open, we need to be here. And you know what? That's more difficult now because we can't be here with the restrictions at the minute. But we can still be online. Amen. Just because we can't have church physically, that's not an excuse. We can still be here online. We can, be, we can accept any Zoom call that's going. We can look out for what's going on church, uh, with church online and we can be there. We need to read the Word of God and listen to the Word of God. We need to get the Word of God inside of us. You see, if we have all that, if we have the word of God inside of us, if we have the communication between us and God open as we pray without ceasing, then when things come up, when circumstances come against us, our focus will automatically lift to the solution. You see, your vision will be clear. You'll be trained. It's like, almost like you're training yourself when something comes up that you automatically look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You see, God is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He goes before us. He makes the crooked places straight. There's nothing that we can come up against in 2021 that God cannot bring us through. You see, and we don't always need to know how he'll do it. We don't even need to know how, how he, he'd even consider doing it. We don't even need to know who he might send. Sometimes we try and work it out. How is he going to do this? Who is he going to send to help me with this? But we don't need to know that. We just rest and know we're in his hands. He's got this. And you know, I love the Bible and there's just so many good accounts in the Bible. And I just one of them I just want to bring your attention to today. So if you have your Bible, turn over to Second Kings chapter six. Second Kings chapter six. You know the way in the Bible, like there's it's it's all good, but then there's some of them that are just wow. They're just meaty. And this to me is one of my favorite accounts in the Bible. It's in the Old Testament and it's it's just one of my favorite Old Testament stories. Like you just want to get your teeth into it. So Second Kings chapter six and verse eight. Now the king of Aram was at war with Israel. After conferring with his officers, he said, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. The man of God sent word to the king of Israel, beware of passing that place because the Armenians are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on guard in such places. Okay, so the king of Aram is at war with Israel at the moment. And Elisha is the prophet at the time. Okay, so he's at war with Israel, and what he would do is he would take his officers and they would bring a strategy into place of, of where they would ambush the Israelites. And they would come up with a plan, we're going to ambush him here, certain place, certain time. But Elisha the prophet always knew, he always knew the strategy. He always knew the strategy, and he warned the king of Israel ahead of time. So that the Israelites, when they came to those places, they would always be on their guard. They would always be on their guard, and the king of Aram would be unsuccessful in his mission. So this happened time and time again. The king of Aram would decide, we're going to trap the Israelites in this place. Elisha would warn the king of Israel, the Israelites would be on their guard. How did Elisha know? How did Elisha know what the plan of the enemy was? You see, he was in tune with God. 
Imagine, imagine being so in tune with God that you're able to foil plans against the Israelites. You see, Elisha spent time with God. He prayed. He kept his line of communication open with God. And we need to be the same. We need to keep our line of communication with God open. You see, God is always speaking to us. We need to be sensitive to his voice. We need to be sensitive to his voice because he's always speaking to us. He will point out the dangers. We need to keep our focus on him. You see, you have to think about it. God loves us so much, he wants to keep us out of harm's way. Okay, so here we are. Elisha has spoiled the plan of the enemy. And verse 11, this enraged the king of Aram. He summoned his officers and demanded them, tell me, which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? So the king is furious now, and he summons his officers together because he's sure that there's a leak amongst them. If this was Mission Impossible now, they would say their team had been compromised, okay? He, he's sure there's a leak amongst them. So he brings them all together and he's like, who's working for the Israelites? Who's working for the Israelites? Verse 12, none of us, my lord, the king, said one of his officers. But Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. Okay, so the officers come with, to, get to the king and they say, you know, it's none of us. It's none of us. It's Elisha the prophet. He's in Israel. And he is actually able to tell the king of Israel the very words that you speak in your bedroom. Wow. Line of communication. See, Elisha's line of communication is truly open. Elisha's eyes are focused on the Lord. Elisha is allowing the Lord to lead him. Verse 13, so go find out where he is, the king ordered, so I can send men and capture him. The report came back, he is in Dothan. Then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. Okay, so the king, he's angry now, he's furious, and he finds out where Elisha is. And he finds out that Elisha is in Dothan. So he sends a strong force, the Bible says, a strong force of horses and chariots. And he sends them and they go by night and they surround the city where Elisha is. Verse 15, when the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant said. Verse 16, don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. This is what I want you to see. This is what I want you to see. Okay? The horses and chariots have come in, strong force, so there's a lot of them. They've come in by night. So Elisha's servant gets up early, it says, and he goes outside. Now, can you imagine the scenario? This poor little servant, he goes outside probably rubbing the sleep out of his eyes. He's about to take care of business outside and he walks out and all these horses and chariots have surrounded the city. What does he do? He rubs his eyes again. Am I really seeing this? He becomes fearful because remember, there's probably a lot of them, a strong force, horses and chariots everywhere surrounding them. He looks at the situation and he panics. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? He says to Elisha. Maybe he's not totally awake as he's seeing things. There's lots of them, lots of horses, lots of chariots. You have to remember, a guy on a horse bearing down on you is a lot more dangerous than a guy just coming at you at your own level. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? Elisha doesn't panic. Elisha doesn't get fearful. 
Elisha assured him, it's okay, don't be afraid, he said. Those who are with us are more than who are with them. How can Elisha be sure of this? Like, what's, what's going on here? How can Elisha be sure of this? You see, Elisha is, pro- is not focused on the problem around him. Elisha's eyes are elevated. Elisha knows they're in God's hands. He tells his servant, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You see, Romans 8.31 tells us that if God is for us, who can be against us? We have to remember that when we're faced with a problem, when we're faced with a circumstance that we don't like, nothing can succeed against us because we have God on our side. Amen? So when Elisha looks out, he sees the very same situation. Okay, the servant has looked out. He's seen all the chariots and the horses around him. They've surrounded him during the night. He begins to get fearful. He panics. He goes to Elisha. Elisha comes out. He sees all the horses around him. They've come by night. They've surrounded the city. He saw it too. He saw what the servant saw. But you see, Elisha saw something different. He saw, yes, what the servant saw, but he also saw something different. Because you see, he was looking at it from a different perspective. He was looking at it with his eyes elevated. He was looking at it with the lines of communication open. In his hands in 2021, we can see what everyone else sees, but we can also see beyond that. Amen? Yes, we can see lockdown. Yes, we can see restrictions starting off in 2021, but we can also see beyond that. See, I love this, verse 17. Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. You see, the servant saw what he saw. Elisha saw what the servant saw, but Elisha also saw more. And what does Elisha do? I love this. He cares about the servant so much that he says, Lord, open his eyes so that he may see. You see, Elisha wanted the servant to see it for himself. And when the servant opened his eyes, he saw hills full of horses and chariots of fire. You see, now things have changed. The servant was looking at it with the eyes of his body, but now he's looking at it through the eyes of faith, and he sees a totally different scenario. Yes, the horses and chariots are still around him, but the hills surrounding the city are full of horses and chariots of fire. A heavenly army is surrounding them. So yes, the enemy is surrounding them here, but there's a heavenly army, an even bigger heavenly army, completely surrounding them. Praise God. That's how it is. That's how it is with us. God's got that army around us too. Yes, the Syrian army was strong, but God's heavenly army was even stronger. Yes, the Syrian army was plentiful, but God's heavenly army was more plentiful. The servant saw with the eyes of his body first, and when he did, he saw a dangerous picture. But when he saw with the eyes of his faith, he saw a totally different picture. Yes, it was still dangerous, but God had it under control. We need to start seeing things through the eyes of faith. We need to start looking at things differently. Because you see, when we when we look in our natural eyes at the doctor's report or at the bank statement or at the state of our marriage, when we look at that with the eyes of our body, all we see are the negativity of it all. But when we look at the doctor's report and the bank statement and the state of our marriage with eyes of faith, we don't see it as negative. We see a totally different outcome because, you see, we see it beyond. 
we see it beyond. We need to elevate our focus. When the storms of life hit, we need to elevate our focus to the lifeboat as we're in his hands. Matthew 19.26 says, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. You see, when we elevate our focus, we start to see beyond the doctor's report. We start to see beyond the layoffs at works. We start to see beyond what the bank statement says. And we start to see beyond COVID-19. When we elevate our focus, when we keep our eyes on Jesus, we see our encourager, we see our strength, we see our Jehovah Jireh. We see the angel with us. We see what we're facing is not what it looks like because God's not finished yet. Elisha doesn't allow the conditions around him to dictate his situation. He elevates his focus. He looks beyond it into the spiritual realm and he sees that God's got this. God has this under control. Colossians 3.2 tells us, set your minds on things above and not on earthly things. Hebrews 12.2 tells us, look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Because you see, God is bigger than your problems. God is bigger than your financial issues. God is bigger than your marriage difficulties. God is bigger than what's got hold of your kids. And God is bigger than any strain of coronavirus. Praise God. And the important thing to remember is that when we're in, our st- in a storm, we need to keep our eyes focused. Keep our eyes focused on God. Keep our focus elevated. You see, we always have to remember that God has a bigger army. God has a bigger army. We need to focus on why, you know, and yeah, we need to stop focusing on why it's happening to me. You know, we, sometimes when things start to happen to us, we go into a pity party. We have to stop the pity party, amen? We can't allow ourselves to do that. We can't allow ourselves to say, why me, Lord? Because God's already got it. We need to keep our focus elevated. God will get us through this. He has a plan. He's still on the throne. So don't cloud your vision with circumstance. Don't cloud your vision with things you've done in the past. I love that. God is not concerned about our past. That's done. He's over that. He wants to move us on. He wants to propel us into our destiny. God is not a God that's limited by our past. We allow ourselves to be limited by our past. God doesn't. So don't let anything block your vision. Don't let fear block your vision. Don't let shame block your vision. Don't let comparison with other people block your vision. You see, God, God's, for, God's forgotten all that. It's all done with. And God doesn't compare you with other people, so you shouldn't compare yourself with other people. Let's just continue on. Verse 18. As the enemy came down toward him, Elisha prayed to the Lord, strike this army with blindness. So he struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked. Elisha told him, this is not the road and this is not the city. Follow me and I will lead you to the man you are looking for. And he led them to Samaria. See, I love this. You know, Elisha doesn't ask God to take out the army. He just asks him to strike him with temporary blindness. And then the very man that they're looking for, Elisha, he actually leads them. They, They can't see that it's Elisha. And he leads them into Samaria. Verse 20, after they entered the city, Elijah said, Lord, open the eyes of these men so they can see. Then the Lord opened their eyes and they looked and there they were inside Samaria. When the king of Israel saw them, he asked Elisha, shall I kill them, my father? Shall I kill them? Do not kill them, he answered. Would you kill those you have captured with your own sword or bow? Set food and water before them so that they may eat and drink and then go back to their master. 
So he prepared a great feast for them, and after they had finished eating and drinking, he sent them away, and they returned to their master. So the bands from Aram stopped raiding Israel's territory. I love that God gave Elisha the wisdom here to deal with this army. Elisha, like I said, he didn't ask God to take out the army. He just said, blind him temporarily, Lord. And then he led them, without them knowing, into Samaria. And then he advises the king there just to feed them and water them and let them back to their master. And that's exactly what happened. After they had fed and drank, they went back to their master. And you know, the raiding on Israel's territory stopped after that. Remember when those storms hit, you're not alone. God said he would never leave us and he would never forsake us. We need to lift our focus to God. When the water is crashing into the boat, we need to keep our eyes firmly fixed on him. God has the solution to our issue. God is the solution to our issue. You know, the wonderful thing about it is God can be the answer to any problem in any way that he sees fit. He can send the answer to our issue in any way that he sees fit. You know, when God took the Israelites out of Egypt, he didn't abandon them at the Red Sea. Don't you think God knew that the Red Sea was coming up in their path? Of course he did, but he didn't abandon them. He didn't abandon them then. He had a plan, and it's the same with us. God has a plan. When we face issues and problems, God has a plan. We just need to lift our focus. When they came to the Red Sea, if we see it there in Exodus chapter 14, verse 13, and Moses said to the people, fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you will only have to be silent. God parted the Red Sea, and they walked through on dry ground. God will fight for you. He's not a respecter of persons. What he did for the Israelites, he will do for you. We need to elevate our focus. God has the solution. I promise you he has the solution to every situation or circumstance you might face in 2021. We've placed the Life Church in his hands for 2021, and we encourage you to do the same with your life and everything that concerns you. And you can be assured that if your life is placed in his hands, you can rest, you can rest deeply at peace. Because you see, if you need an army of horses and chariots, then that's what God will send. If you need the sea to be parted, well then that's what he'll do. If you need to walk, if you need him to walk around with you in fire, then he'll do that. If you need him to close the mouth of lions, then he'll do that too. As you put your life into his hands, you need to allow him to lead you. Trust, trust that he can lead you. Trust that he knows more. Trust that he's been there before and he can do this. We need to elevate our focus. Elevate your focus this year. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Pray, get into the word. Keep the lines of communication open. Begin looking at the issue through eyes of faith. See what's beyond. See, God's not finished with you yet. God's not finished with you. He's not finished with your family. He's not finished with your future family. Bible tells us in 1 John 4, 4, the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. So rest and relax. Be at deep peace. You're in his hands.